Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Joshua. And today we will be counting down more Hot 100 hits from the Billboard Hot 100. So, uh, without further ado, let's crack these boys open. Josh, what do we, what do we got here today? Today, we have. <laughs> this is very mysterious. Oh, Bush. Bush. Oh, Bush. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. The, the best. It's good. It's a six. It's a sixer. It looks like. Let's see. Yeah, solid ass. Twelve fluid ounces of. Ice cold glory. That's not on the tin. That's yeah. just what I said. So this might explode. Okay. <laughs> uh, not yours. Um, when I was carrying it, one of them slipped out and fell on the ground. Oh shit! Which is the one I'm holding. So oh, it might, okay. Like, fizz everywhere. It's like cute, cute like nuclear explosion sound effect. Oh, there you go. Oh. That looks fine. Nothing happened. Cool. <laughs> Cheers to your beer not exploding. Cheers. Yeah. That's good, dude. It's not bad. It's not. It has like a... Hmm. I'm trying to figure out the taste. It's nice. It like... It tastes like a... Like a... Like a lighter beer, but... It doesn't have that weird like coppery aftertaste that a lot of the... Yeah. Cheaper ones do. Yeah, it's solid. Is Bush like technically like a higher, a higher brand beer? Am I making that? No, I don't think so. I thought it was kind of a. I don't know, but I'm, I don't think so. Word. Well, cool, man. The, the can looks nice. Just water and trees <laughs> and very gl- glaciers and mountains. <laughs> it's a very serene look for sure. There's no glaciers. There's just white mountains. Yeah. Snowy mountains. There you go. Um, well, cool. How's your, uh, how's your week been going, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <clears throat> I've been recording. Nice. I've been recording a lot of, um, not a lot, but I've been recording guitar on a couple songs that we have drums done on. Cool. So that's, that's always fun. It's very exciting. I, uh, well, I was like, like, the amount of, like, headbanging and just how into it I was getting, I was like... I need to I need to find this place when I'm performing. Because <laughs> I'm do. like when I'm just like sitting alone recording, and I just start like eventually like two takes in, I just start like oh going head for just, it. My head just starts bobbing like crazy. Hell yeah, dude! Like fuck, I just like feel it so hard. That's awesome. I feel like it's actually the well. I was gonna say it's the opposite for me because I feel like I start out headbanging, but then the more intense I get into it, like the less I the less I like emote physically. Yeah. Um, that's also because I play violin, and I feel like emoting physically in the studio, like, depending on where the microphone is, like, you generally want to stay pretty still. Oh, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's hard not to. Like, if you're playing a really cool part, you just gotta, like, you just gotta feel it out. Um, yeah, I guess it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can only compare that to singing, because guitar, it doesn't matter if you move, really, but... Right. Guitar, I mean, singing, it, it kind of matters, but... I still feel it and start moving around. Just it's more like restrained while yeah. I'm moving. But um, I feel that. I think part of it is being alone and like just not worrying about what people think or what they see of me. Yeah. But I think another part of it is that when I'm recording, like 
I kind of find little nuances that I haven't found yet, usually, which is fun. Oh, cool. And then that kind of, like, inspire Because it's new, it inspires the feeling again. Yeah. Whereas, like, before we record something, I usually don't have things quite as exact. Or, like, little, like, extra flavors quite as exact in some of the parts. Mm. So, like, that new awesome thing that I just add, plus just being totally into it and focused and alone, like... Cool. Conjures it. Anyway. That's awesome, man. We're here to talk about your trip. Oh, yeah. Which has caused our uh, outtakes number two, <laughs> which is an awesome release. Check it out. <laughs> Check it. It's out <laughs> now. We talk about uh, we talk about the quote-unquote human condition and how dumb of a term that is. Uh, we talk about... Uh, <laughs> we talk about pooping. It's really, mm-hmm. it's a really fun episode. Check it out. A dog, um, a dog shits on my coat. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. So basically, um, yes, I was on a trip. Uh, I went to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever really been to Nashville or to the South at all. Um, and then the plan was to go from Nashville to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to swing back and basically, uh, left on, uh, no, left on Friday, came back Monday, um, went with Eva and we basically went, yeah, we flew in to Nashville on Friday. We stayed in an Airbnb where I kid you not, they had a pot belly pig. <laughs> oh, I saw a picture of it. Oh man! It was, what him or her? It was a she. Uh, her her name. Her name was Abby. <laughs> she was she was a, a beautiful, graceful creature. Um, <laughs> it was just yeah, because their backyard was really huge, and um, they were like, <laughs> just FYI, we have a potbelly pig. She's friendly, and I was like, all right, cool. And yeah, she was there chilling. Um, I, I actually didn't know how to act around pigs because I I've I've interacted with like larger pigs before and I've interacted with like very very small pigs but I've never interacted with like a normal sized one mm. so I wasn't sure whether like to pet it or not and I like tried and like she made kind of like you know pig noises so I was like <laughs> okay I don't know if she likes this you or not it's yeah, it's, yeah, it was hard to tell. You can't read pig language as well yet. Yeah, um, but she did have a stash of carrot of baby carrots, and we fed them to her, and she was very happy about that. So, um, I think what I've heard is they like their bellies to be red. That's what I heard too. But she was always standing whenever we saw her, so I didn't really feel like there was a good opportunity for a belly rub. Um, I didn't want to like try to get my hand under her or anything, freak her out. So right. Um, but yeah, after that, we went out to, uh, to downtown Nashville, which was insane. There was like a band in like every other bar and all the windows were open and, uh, there were just a ton of people out. Apparently Nashville has become the, uh, the, the place to go if you're having a bachelorette party. So, uh, ladies, Noted. keep that in mind. <laughs> um, I think, I think that one night we saw like maybe seven or eight groups of bachelorette parties. It was insane. It sounds fun. It was quite fun. Uh, but yeah, then uh, we, we, dr- we we got super drunk, and there were horse-drawn carriages taking people around, so we definitely hopped in one, and it was amazing. I puked all over it. <laughs> no, did not I'm puke, amazingly. Um, I think... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, it was great. It was like a... It was, 
it was the outside of it was all lit up <laughs> it was just really fun sounds romantic it, yeah it was a little romantic um what were you gonna say oh i was just gonna say i if i get married i, I don't i kind of don't think i want to do the bachelor par- bachelor party really like what would i do i, I mean well, you see, Josh, a bachelor party is not about what the groom does. It's about what his friends do for him. Okay. So, well, okay. Yeah, if I don't have to plan it and my friends want to do it, that would be awesome. Yeah, ideally, the, the groom doesn't plan their own bachelor party. Ideally, the 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 uh, best man plans it. Oh, okay. And then drags the groom to it. So, yeah, don't worry about that. You're, you're covered. What would you... Okay, just say... You're, you are going to have a bachelor party. If I was going to have one, okay. What would you want What would your, I, your best man to do? What would I want? Well, um, it would be... Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, lots of food, for sure. Um, unquestionably. Uh, preferably in another city, although just another locale in general would be fine. Um, I don't know. There's always talk of strippers and, you know... Uh, ordering in, you know, miniature ponies, or, uh, I don't really know, and I don't really want to know, I kind of like the idea of being surprised, uh-huh. like, if someone was like, surprise, we got you a pool full of jello, I'd be like, that's awesome, let's see if I float on it. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, um, I think that's the extent of, like, I, I would definitely want food and, and alcohol to be present, but outside of that, like, I would like to be surprised, actually. Yeah, um, I think now that you gave me ideas, um, <laughs> uh-huh. I would also just want there to be my favorite foods, alcohol, and some sort of like ridiculous surprise. Yeah, for sure. Like, I I wouldn't. I would not want the stripper thing. Right. Would not want that. But everything else. I mean, I would really look forward to like as you suggested a pool of full of jello. <laughs> Something I didn't have right. to be that extravagant, but just something ridiculous, right? Or like or, someone yeah. jumping out of a cake, or like even some... miniature ponies that could work, even Maybe. if it's just one, right? Just hanging out, or a magician. <laughs> oh, oh, that might be fun. <laughs> and Fuck. a jumper. A j- what's uh, what's that called? The jumper thing that kids have. Oh, the the fucking uh, the bouncy castles. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. Get an adult bouncy castle. That'd be fucking awesome. Um, anyway, but yeah, so um, so after that, we trolled around Nashville some more, went to the Country country Music Hall of Fame, which was great. Got to see one of Charlie Daniels' violins, uh, which apparently was one that had a button on it where if he pressed it, it would shoot smoke out the side of it. <laughs> so that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Um, and of course it was like painted black because of course it was um, you need something visually entertaining oh of course uh, but yeah then after that we got in a bus and it was like a four hour journey down to Atlanta uh, we got there at about one in the morning or in we immediately went to a food stop uh, called cookout and I don't know how many of our listeners are from Atlanta but if you haven't been to cookout at one in the morning, you're missing out on something really important. Um, you could literally get a hot dog for a dollar. <laughs> you could get a hamburger for a dollar. You can get a shake for like two fifty or three dollars. 
you can get a combo plate that basically consists of one entree, one quote-unquote side, uh, the options of which are an entire six-piece chicken nugget, a quesadilla... Wait, the six pieces to side? Yes. It's <laughs> fucking bonkers. And then you can get a drink with it. And that's like five bucks. <laughs> Is like, the food good? It's, it's, it'll, it does the job, Josh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to like, you know, grade it, but I will say, I will say that I enjoyed it much more than like something like IHOP for a late night. Oh, wow. Okay. I think the reason why is because it's of comparable quality, but it's like half the price. Right. Uh, which is amazing. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like, honestly, like part of me was like, I'm really happy that like, if there is a homeless community in Atlanta, that they at least have somewhere where they could like get food for like a dollar. Like that's kind of nice, you know, to be able to have that. And I'm pretty sure it was open it, uh, if not 24 hours, maybe until like four or five in the morning. So let's just say I know where your bachelor party is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hang on there, buddy, because I have way more food places to tell you about. Okay. Oh, we also went to Hattie B's in Nashville, by the way, which is uh, one of the more famous hot chicken joints. Um, the line was over an hour long, <laughs> but the chicken was worth it. It was delicious. Yeah. Uh, it was an excessive line, though, so maybe don't go there on the weekend. That's kind of what I learned. Um, anyway, but yeah, in Atlanta, uh, we, let's see. Yeah, we just got a ton of food. Um, I, I basically couldn't remember what we did based on what food we ate. Uh, we went to this place called the Flying Biscuit, which is a brunch place that has very good biscuits and gravy. Um, I definitely know that we went to JR Crickets, which is this really good wing place that was also featured in the show Atlanta, which I haven't actually watched. Um, but they have a flavor called Lemon Pepper, which is fucking incredible, and I would recommend to anybody. Um, we also got some really good popsicles um, from this from this popsicle stand it was just fucking delicious uh and various other food related activities that i'm not remembering now because i think i was so happy i just blanked out like a couple of hours right uh and then we came back that was it um i will say as is relevant to this podcast uh the music in nashville seemed very like country pop Mm -hmm. like almost exclusively where we were um, that's like what all the bands and all the bars were playing, uh, because probably that's like you know what people are listening to on the radio. Um, but there were a lot of punk bars there, which I was very happy to see. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, it is almost ex- exclusively hip hop and EDM, and that's basically all the music that I saw. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. much my report from the South. <laughs> Report from the South. I would happily go back anytime. It was amazing, and I felt like I didn't spend enough time there. So, anyway, long-winded review over. You want to get on to some yeah, music? Music review. All right, so commence. Music review commence. So, um, I'm gonna give a little bit of a spoiler. We're not doing four songs by the same artist tonight. Okay, good. <laughs> um, We're doing three. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Um, well, let's take a look at the listing here. So, number one is Nice For What, which uh, is back in the number one spot because while we were on break, a new song has taken the top spot 
Uh, it's been talked about for weeks. Sorry that we haven't covered it on this podcast yet, but we're doing it now. It's called This Is America. It's by Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover. There is a music video associated with it, so if you, uh, for the listeners at home, if you do listen to the entire songs before you tune back into us for some reason, I would highly recommend looking at the music video as well. Uh, it is highly pertinent to the song. Um, in fact, when we listen to the song now, I'm probably just going to make you watch the video while we listen to it, because it is I've like... I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it. Okay. Yeah, well, then, times, yeah. well, then let's listen to the song on its own, then, see what we got here. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Word. So, uh. It's a pretty. It's a fucking heavy song, dude. Um, I, I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. I think I have I have a couple things that I do want to say about it, but I I actually do want to hear I want to hear what you have to say first. I'm intrigued. Um, I'll just put it simple because you'll when I say this you'll be like oh okay okay the song in itself I don't think says very much, mm. but the music video I think says more. Yeah, and it and it and it reframes. A few of the lyrics. Yeah, I don't like if you her. just listen to the song, I would be like, okay, that was all right. <laughs> that was like okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. <laughs> I I felt that listening to the song, it definitely felt like there like there was like a piece of information that was missing. Like it almost didn't feel like a completed work in a way. Um, like the lyrics mm-hmm. were. The lyrics, parts of them, at least at the beginning and in the middle, were, like, too... They were too vague to really convey, like, specifically what was going on. But then, like, seeing those lyrics, like, being reinforced by the images, it, like, makes a lot more sense and gives it a lot more of, like, a a narrative structure. Right. Um, The one thing I will... Well, actually, I was gonna start my <laughs> I was gonna start my analysis of this by by asking the question of would you get like is it possible to enjoy and or appreciate this song without the video um no I don't really think yeah I mean this is one of those songs where there is probably more ideas and more um just things to reflect on in the video than the uh, the music and the lyrics. Right. Which I think is probably the first time that's really happened <laughs> with us reviewing a song on the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, the one thing I will give the song credit for is that I, I like the way... And just listening to the song on its own kind of made me see some things that I didn't see before. One of which is that, you know, like, it starts in the beginning with, like, the the happy kind of sounding refrain, and then when it changes over, it's got, like, the trap beat kind of, uh, with, like, that, that 808, uh, that 808 note with, like, the, the kind of the snare and, like, the general trap sounds, um, but then partway through it starts, like, meshing the two of them together on that last chorus, um, and just, like, <laughs> making the happy thing sound very, like, sinister. 
Um, and that outro with the high string part and, like, the way that the lyrics were kind of, like, fading out, like, just super was, like, creepy mm. and, like, affected me in a way that I was not expecting. Um, it was very chilling to me. Um, it gave me, like, definitely, like, a sense of unease, especially, like, as that very last stanza... I don't know who sings it, but it's definitely, like, a... It definitely sounded like, a, a, like an uncredited artist. But, um... I feel like the last verse was the most distinct, and yet it was the one that got faded out, so it, like, got really hard to hear what dude was saying by, like, the end of it, but I almost felt like that was kind of, like, the thing that was sort of giving an explanation to a lot of the themes, right. and yet it was, like, being muted, so that with the high string and, like, the way that each of the instruments kind of faded out, it seemed like, at different times, like, made that feel creepier to me, too. I would say one... One thing about this song, outside of the music video, mm-hmm. that I do, I, I enjoyed and found interesting is that there's totally different vibes between the intro and, like, mid-tro. Right. Which is sort of celebratory and positive, and mm-hmm. let's just have fun, and the sort of darker um, rest of the song. Right. Like, the contrast I enjoyed, and I think it's... I think much of the song is vague and open to interpretation, but when he, when it gets darker and he, and you just keep hearing this is America, I I feel like it's clear or intentional enough that he's trying to say we have this sort of glitzy sugar coated thing that we try to sell the masses, right? But underneath, America is really really fucking seedy and fucked up. Yeah, it's it- like a. It's like Blue Velvet, David Lynch. Totally. Where it's like totally. the beautiful overground 50s, like, American dream, and then underneath there's all these, like, disgusting bugs and death and bodies. And... Right. But specifically <clears throat> for this song, it's like black bodies that are being used and exploited. Um, there's the whole, like, when it comes back to, like, the happy-sounding refrain the second time, there's the added-in lyric of, like, black man get your money, which is definitely, to me... You know, me being a, a white guy, but to me it was it was sort of read as like, you know, black bodies can be entertainment as long as that's all they are. Like it sort of it sort of was like the contrast of like black people can be seen in like American society as like being entertainers, but then when like actual real issues start to come up, then it's like it's almost like taboo and like no one cares about their <clears throat> rights is kind of how I interpreted part of that. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think like, I don't, I feel like you gotta put that inside the song and it's not there, but I totally, like, agree that that's a big problem is m- much of America doesn't want to have those conversations or address the problems. Yeah. They don't even want to listen or, or give it credibility. Yeah. I don't know if the music video... I feel, I, I'm wondering if the music video... I'm trying to recall the music video, because that issue... I feel like the music video does kind of trigger that issue. Yeah, like, no, not, not totally. the lyrics, but I, I'm trying to remember. I think it's just how over-animated he is. Right. Well, because, like... Like, one example is, like, very first, like, frames of the video is, like... 
you see like an older black man playing guitar on a on a folding chair and the camera pans over to Donald Glover and he's like dancing and like singing the happy part but then as he's doing it he like pulls out a gun and shoots the guy and then after he shoots the guy he goes into like a crowd full of like younger black kids and right. they're all dancing and they're, and they're dancing all super like animated yeah so it's yeah it's like and they're dancing like in front of like the dude's body that's like being dragged away by right. somebody so it's like so. We, we want you to just be this joyous product right that we can sell and we want you to ignore the real horror that's happening. Right, exactly. I think what makes it so ambiguous, though, is the fact that it's Donald that's the one that shoots him. Exactly, yeah. Um, because it's, it's... It, it leaves it so open. I, I honestly feel like it's too vague. Because you can interpret that so many different ways. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see how it being vague helps get a message across. Well, I don't... I mean, here's the thing, dude, is, like, I'm sure that there are, I mean, I've seen, like, <laughs> I've seen, like, you know, commentary videos, forum threads, I've seen all kinds of shit, like, breaking down every single frame of this video, and, like, I'm sure that there are specific links to multiple things that are happening that, you know... I might not know because I am not black and don't live in that, like, in that culture. Um, there might be things that are there that are more obvious to people who live it every day that I don't understand. Um, I do think that a lot of it, though, is probably open to multiple interpretations, <clears throat> honestly. Like, I, someone was even pointing out, like, the stance that Donald Glover has as he pulls out the gun is reminiscent of, like a, like, over-characterized, like, black character that was portrayed in, like, early white America. Mm-hmm. And, like, someone else, someone was even saying that, like, the pants he wears were similar to, like, Confederate pants, like, mm-hmm. worn... Yeah, no, I saw the same... <clears throat> I saw the same uh, analysis video that you did. Yeah. Because so, I, I remember those points. Yeah, so there's just, like, so many layers to it that, again, I feel like if we're talking about the song... I totally agree with you. We're like just drawing from the song alone is like not enough to get the full right. picture, which I think may, I I also think is interesting that it's so high, so high in the charts for being a song without the video, right? Which almost makes me wonder if Billboard is counting like streams as well as listens for how high a song is in the charts. I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it, because if so. I think well, that would maybe I'm being overcritical of it, but because like <laughs> I can think of I can I can think of interpretations that I'd find interesting and powerful. Yeah. But I don't. There's a part of me that just wonders if the creators of the video foresaw those interpretations, mm-hmm. or if they were just, uh, or if they did like did they even think through that this stance was similar to the white dude in blackface? Did they think through that it might look, resemb- like, might resemble the Confederacy? Right. Because they weren't, like, they weren't exact enough to be like, oh, that was totally intentional. It was mm. just, I mean, from what I remember watching, it was like, oh, it could be this. Yeah, well, and and that's the thing about any kind of analysis when it goes too deep is, like, you can make connections between all kinds of shit that may not have been intentional. 
So until we get an actual breakdown from Donald Glover himself, I think at this point it's all speculation as to right. what it means. I mean, I would I would say over. I don't want to like shit on the video because I thought it was very provocative, and I and I felt like. Um, it did. There were a few clear points that, mm-hmm. you know, mo- most people, if they watched and thought about, could gather that are important. I think. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah. Anyway, I, I enjoyed the video for sure. Yeah, me too. A lot. Um. I've been like, I've honestly, I've been thinking about it like ever since I saw it, which I think is what led me down the rabbit hole of like <laughs> all these analysis videos of like trying to figure out what it's saying. Um, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it's definitely, it definitely stirs thought onto the subject, and it definitely, like, is open to multiple interpretations and just, like, getting people talking about it, and, uh, to that degree, I think it's successful. I think, I think that Donald being the one to enact the violence, or act out the violence in the video mm-hmm. I think it was a good choice even though it makes it maybe a little more like why is he doing that in a certain mm-hmm. way like maybe more ambiguous maybe a little more ambiguous I think it I think it makes it more effective because right. having just one main character throughout the whole thing I, th- I feel like it keeps your attention and your and your um, just anal- your experience more immediate and yeah. and, and he's really charismatic Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I feel like it makes the violence hit home even more, if it, and rather than if it was just some random actor you don't know coming out and doing the violence. Right. I feel like because it's him, you feel it more, and you're like, whoa, you know. Yeah, or even if it was, like, a white actor doing the violence, you know, I think the fact that... I think the fact that in this video, like, it is, like, Donald Glover, who is black, like, shooting other black people is, like, I think that is also kind of jarring in a way because I feel like even even in culture it's like it's we're so used to seeing like the I guess kind of like I don't want to say like cliche but I feel like it's kind of standard to see like white on black violence and so to see to see like even in an allegorical way like black on black violence to me was like very like shocking and like really made me like want to kind of see if there was a deeper meaning to it right um anyway it's cool man yeah i definitely i don't think we should separate the music video from the song um yeah it's so it's hard to granted that i think this song will be higher on my list than if there were no music video sure yeah yeah i think if there wasn't a music video i don't think the song would work as effectively I think you could argue that it could work just as a song but with a music video it's way more effective yeah um cool man well shall we move on yes move on to possibly lighter fare a song called Yes Indeed which is by Lil Baby and Drake and Drake aww Drake's with a baby that's so cute I hope he helped that baby write some lyrics or possibly produce. No? Uh, sorry, I'm just... I was one over my head. I was distracted. <laughs> I was distracted, like, 
seething about Drake. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my jokes are too high, bro. Anyway, let's see where this goes. No, okay. Favor, cause nobody Brand new whip, got no keys. Tell my clothes, no starch, please. Soon as I nut, you can go leave. Got M's in the bank, like yes, indeed. Cardia glasses, I won't even Pikachu. Yellow Ferrari like Pikachu. I got on waiting and watching what he gonna do. Trying to pee what I do. So, so we were looking at the lyrics for this song, and <laughs> he's making money like he's in the 80s. <laughs> Like, what does it mean? Like, what what does it mean? Yeah, what yeah. does it mean? Like, that was the voice. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? When I was saying how much I was enjoying the song, you're like, yeah, it's because one guy sounds like he's asleep, and the other one sounds like his mouth is full of marbles. <laughs> I still hold true to that. Yeah. Um, who is who? That's for you to decide. <laughs> um, God damn, dude. Okay, so, uh, I mean, <laughs> what, do we, what do we have to say about this? Um, Josh, you were enjoying yourself. I, yeah, I know. I, I enjoyed that song. That's funny. I The beat was like, Playful to me is slightly silly and playful. Yeah, I like the beat. I had a good time with it. <clears throat> and the flow, I liked both. I liked all flows. The flows were enjoyable for me. I mean, you know, I, I maybe maybe I should be fair. Maybe I, I was about to do my analysis, being like, this sounds like every other Drake, every other Drake flow. Sick of it. But you know, maybe I should I should be a little more open minded and it was the tone of their voice, I think. Maybe good for its own terms. It was it, excessively triplets, but the tone like the voice I liked. Yeah. Um I mean I don't I don't know how I feel about little baby's tone, dude. I'm very I'm very uncertain. Right. Um it like literally there was a point where I was like, huh, it kinda does sound like he's he's a crying baby. Like the way that his <laughs> voice sounded and the pitch that it was at. Right. It was kinda like this. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it actually kinda sounds like a crying baby. And then he inserted the line bitch on a baby. And I was like, there you go. There, that's that's proven my point. Nailed, Thanks. called it, Ca- nailed it, called it, nailed it. Um, um, God damn, I, you know, uh, I mean, you know, flows were solid. I'll give it that. The beat was fun. Let me just put it this way. Okay. If we're just going by song, I enjoyed that more than This Is America. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, I okay. thought it was fun. It was I, entertaining. I think the purely song-based. The lyrics were even more like clever. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I think that if I were to hear this in the background at a at a club, I'd be like, "Cool, fun," and I'd like bop to it. Right. I would. I don't know if they were more clever. They were. I don't know if. <laughs> yeah, there was more like fun little puns. Like this is. I would say. I would say it was more fun. I don't know if more clever is the right term, but more fun certainly. I I would give it that. I I even clever. Because like the the only line that I thought was kind of interesting was at the very end, and this is America when they're like, "Black man, it's just a barcode." Yeah. But every other line was like, "You make me want to party," talking about hunteds. Black man, get your money. Well, I think like, it had to do with like the monotony and the ban- banality of the of the lyrics, because that was like the 
Anyway, I mean, again, it's like so closely with the music video. Right. So it's like if you, that's what I'm saying. Like if I just separate the music video, mm-hmm. the lyrics were very like but Josh did, uninsightful. But Josh, me. didn't you say mere moments ago that we can't separate the video and the music? Uh, yeah, we can't. I agree. So then, how? Which does is one... why, which is why this is America. I would definitely put it above this one. But <laughs> if it was just the song, right? But like, right. okay, here, look, it's like. We just want to party. Parties for you. We just want the money. Right. Girl, you got me dancing. Right. Repeat all those lines five times. Right, right, right. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. Yeah. Like five times. I mean, right. Um, Granted, I don't... Actually, that is kind of insightful, though. Because, like... Well... Nah, because you need the music video. Because it gets darker, and then it's like, this is America, don't catch you slipping up. Right. And then you're like, oh shit, like, basically, this is America, if you're black... Don't slip up or you'll get shot. Beef, yeah. Right. But, like, you kind of... I don't know if you'd even get that if you didn't have the music video. Um, I think you would. I think... Isn't there a line in I there? Guess, yeah, I guess so, yeah. About just, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, because police be tripping now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I think the issues... Clearly, he's talking about issues that I would... I find it more important than this song. Right. But, um, he does it in a very simple, straightforward way. And then there's, like, the unrelated, like, party lyrics and how he's geeking out and how he's so fitted in Gucci. Like, right. then he's talking about hunted bands. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like you really need the music video. It's the music video is definitely like the other component that makes it that makes it work effectively. Um, <laughs> I mean, I stand by there being more clever puns in this song, though. I would I would argue that this song is more fun. <laughs> I I don't again I don't know if cleverness, although maybe cleverness is word, different word from. Play. Sure, yeah. yeah. There's more wordplay in this in in yeah. yes, indeed, for sure. Um, this is America is pretty cut and dry as far as like its word use. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, there's there's such different songs. Honestly, yeah. I can't really I can't really in good conscience compare the two of them. Um, yeah, no, the subject matter is <laughs> it's w- w- so dr- so different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, for what it's worth, I think Yes Indeed is a song that sets out to accomplish a goal and accomplishes that goal. Pretty much that's what it does to me. To me, if you were to ask me, like, hey, Seth, hum Yes Indeed to me, like, two days from now, I'd be like, oh. Right. But if I heard it in a club, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this song, and I would, like, probably bop to it. You know what, though? I think This is America is more catchy, too. Yeah, yeah well... I don't know. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that this song, like, that same fucking melody line just repeats for the whole song. Right. <laughs> so, and yet, is it more catchy? I think it's more repetitive, but maybe not catchier. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I would say... I didn't feel bad. Like, sometimes I listen to these top right. 40 songs, and I'm like, oh, I just, like, it's it's uh, painful to get through a song. Right. I was actually entertained and enjoyed this. I agree. And I it agree. was short, you know? It was very short. I would say, like, if this song were... Because it was only, like, 2.20. If the song yeah. were, like, four minutes... Oh, yeah, It might have reached a point for me where I was like, oh, my God. 
I think there was literally, like, at the end of the song, I was like, oh, that's the end of the song. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, dude. That's true. Maybe a... <laughs> maybe, like, a... An upper to middle echelon meh. Maybe it was... It was... It, for me, it was still, like, a whatever song, but I, I was entertained. You're right. When I was listening to it. So... I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Oh, well, it will take it. It will take it. Oh, I, I hope it so. It will take what you will give. I hope so. <laughs> I, I certainly <clears throat> hope it does. Um, anyway, next up is a song called Boot Up. Like, B-O-O apostrophe D up. It's by Ella May. Ella May. Booed up. Um, I'm assuming this is either going to talk about uh, making yourself look cute for your date when you go out, or it's going to talk about um, one of the enemies from Super Mario uh, discussing their hardships and how they uh, relate in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> I love that you just said Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that's where they live, bro. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. dropping that knowledge. Dropping that. Dropping that Mario geography. We should do shrooms together. That would be fun. What if we did? What if we did an episode of Forties on Forties where we did shrooms instead of Forties? Terrifying. That'd be really bad. I bet we'd get through the first song and then I'd be like, "Wait, what's in the trees over there?" And then, and then I'd forget my phone and then it would just be like forty minutes of silence. Right. Occasional rustling. <laughs> we come back I say oh shit is this still recording and then that's the end of the episode right <laughs> um anyway potential future episode 40s on shrooms um, shrooms on 40s let's just say your bachelor party will be crazy <laughs> uh, there will be something extra in the chili oh <laughs> <laughs> it's doused on the cheese fries. Might have a little, a little extra, uh, a little extra flavor there in that chili powder sauce. Chili powder sauce. I don't know if that's the. Anyway, boot up. Boot up. Let's do it. Well, uh, that was unexpected. Yeah. Unexpectedly awesome. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Damn. I was, like, laughing at how much I was enjoying it. Me too, and, Like, afraid of, like, <gasps> you fighting out. No, we both looked at each <laughs> other, and we had that moment where you're like, dude, I'm really enjoying this. This is great. Like, dude, this is great. This is great. God damn. Yeah. Um, it just worked on every level. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, very, very effective. Um... My first thing is that I I really thought it was clever how the title, like, it, the title played into her kind of doing, like, the scat part during the choruses. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the name of it sounded like a part of the scatting, and so, like, when she said it, it sounded supernatural. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, let me just rant for a second. Go for it, dude. The, yeah, I love that the title had multiple meanings. The scat. Mm -hmm. It also was the onomatopoeia mm -hmm. of her heart beating. Oh, that's true. She's feeling it with the guy. Right. And then also, 
she feels like a boo to this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wants to be. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And then other noted lyrics were... They were simple, but they were so relatable and truthful. Like, yeah. <clears throat> won't get over you till I find something new that's a similar high. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's totally true. Our bodies do that. When you... Sometimes when you click with someone or you just have that feeling with someone, your body releases chemicals and like it is a high and it and you and it's like a drug and it that's real. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get over that until you meet someone that gives you that similar drug feeling. Right. At least in my experience it's true. Um and then oh the other lyric was she doesn't have to tell him basically like he knows what she likes mm-hmm. just that that intimacy where like you're just so on the same page you don't have to even be like explicit on like you know what you want right. during sexy time it's just you both know and aren't into it it's like you don't even need to use words exactly um then i just i loved her voice i felt like it conveyed all those feelings perfectly and totally I loved all the synth sounds. There's like awesome chord changes, which yeah. just like made me feel things. Yeah, me and, too, uh, dude. Yeah, I was I was grooving, grooving to it. Yeah, I really like the the use of like the natural piano sound as well in the middle of all the synths. <clears throat> yeah, it added like this extra kind of layer of depth to the song. Um, yeah, and you know what? Like there was a pre-chorus and a chorus and they were both like a full 16 bars and I didn't even give a fuck like I was having a great time listening to it it happened three times in the song and I was like every time I was like yes this is awesome yeah um yeah I mean I don't know who this Ellie Maya character is but definitely gonna check her out after this for sure yeah um yeah, totally out of left field. Totally awesome. Um, why? Yeah, why the fuck haven't? Why the fuck isn't she bigger? Like, is she? She must be a new artist or something, right? No, she's pretty huge, dude. Is she? Well, I'm only saying that because it's number eight. Oh, that. I mean, that's true. That's, that's pretty high up there. Yeah, that's really big. I just like hadn't heard of her before now, so I'm like, is she like a new artist or is this uh, like her first hit? But, yeah, it's it's great. Like, her voice is great. The production, like you say, is really great. Um, there were even sounds that were coming in, like, during the pre-courses and the choruses that were kind of, like, their own little individual, like, happenings. Like, there'd be, like, additional synth sounds that would be going on. Um... Even from that first chord, I kind of made fun of it because, like, <laughs> the first chord it comes out, I was like, "Ooh, it's getting romantic," because uh-huh. it just like that first chord drops. But then, like, she starts singing, and you're like, "Oh, okay." And then the, All right. and then the yeah. pre-chorus hits, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is like legit <clears throat> as fuck." <laughs> yeah, so. it just kept. I was like, immediately interested in mm-hmm. feeling it, and then it just kept getting more. It just kept climbing. Yeah. And then I reached the plateau of just ecstasy. Yeah, me too. Just and, uh, and I creamed my pants. I was <laughs> just kidding. I was right here the whole time. <laughs> just, yeah. He's like, "Oh, I heard." Oh, I. Uh, <laughs> gross. I mean, whatever that sounds like. I was like, Josh, why are you convulsing? And oh, okay. I'd, 
I was like curled over in the corner. <laughs> yeah, no. It's the sound I make. <laughs> just so everyone knows. You're just like you're just in the middle of sex and you just <laughs> That was sick. And then I roll over. <laughs> and then you roll over and immediately fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> No, I'm I'm absolutely silent. I make no noise. <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. Josh is just suddenly like, I'm going to bed. Like, I'm like, wait, what? What happened? He's like, no, you, I just I did it. I'm <laughs> you can't tell. I remain completely expressionless. Silent and expressionless. No, I, I had a joke. I don't know if this is too far, but I had a joke with an ex. Where, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I would joke like someone... Okay, this is a joke. Just funny sounds during the act of oh, right. coitus is like... Someone kind of has like this... Uh, okay, sorry. I have to rewind. It, it was a joke that like the, the woman or my, my ex like... Say she makes, like, you know, whatever normal pitched sounds, right. w- given her vocal cords. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when they, you know, when they orgasm, their voice just gets, like, really low out of nowhere. Anyway, I used to do that. <laughs> and she would laugh really hard. Oh, my God. But then, at a certain point, it would be like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to enjoy this. I don't want to just laugh <laughs> while we're having sex. Wait, would you guys actually be having sex and you would do that? Sometimes I would do it, I would do it, like, no. That is, that is hilarious. Yeah, I do it as a joke, but then sometimes during, I'd, like, <laughs> just do it to be funny. Oh like she laughed really hard, but then sometimes she'd be like, yeah, let's, I don't want to like, stop. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Not in a bad way, but she'd just be like, <laughs> <she'd> be like <laughs> there's like always a part of my, of me that wants to do really dumb, silly things. Yeah. And in moments where you shouldn't. But anyway. But, uh, it's a story for another day. <clears throat> Perhaps several stories. Um, yeah, dude, this song was enjoyable as fuck. <laughs> I was all about this song. Um, put that, yeah. I'm not gonna spoil my rankings, but, uh, it's gonna be pretty hard to top that, in yeah. my opinion. Um, yeah, and you, you know what it is, too, is it's also just refreshing to see a pop song, like, song, like, done well, and, like, done properly, you know? Like, we've heard a bunch and I feel like we're kind of like okay, or like the 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 groove was all right, and like the lyrics were all right. But this song just had everything. It just had everything working in the perfect the perfect <clears throat> way. It's amazing. I was like, holy shit, I'm enjoying a pop song. It's yeah, just, it's a great feeling. Um. Well, anyway, let's look at the last song we got here on this on this this fine evening. Uh, looks like. It's a song called Fake Love. It's by a band called BTS, which, if I'm not mistaken, is actually a Korean rap group. We covered them before. We did cover them before. Yeah, I remember. It was like one of the first few episodes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They had just uh, dropped dropped that single that got them everywhere. Fake Love. Fake Love. Let's see what kind of fake love we got. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, how'd you feel about that one, Josh? Um, I was kind of feeling it a little bit. I didn't dislike it at all. It wasn't right. like a like oh, is this bad? But I found myself zoning out. Mm. I mean, I did was it the bit. beer? Was it the song? Was it the foreign language? Was it Seth furiously pumping his fists in the air as he drank his his extra beer and a half? Right. I <clears throat> I don't know. For I think for whatever reason, I was least interested in the music and overall vocal delivery and vibe of this song. Mm. I was like, yeah, it just sort of it it, it was the, it just became wallpaper like background <laughs> okay it was like I didn't dislike it I was just like okay that's there and then I, my mind just started trailing on other ideas okay uh what'd you think about the production sounded like glossy like <laughs> major arcade room music I don't know how to major arcade room I just thought of an arcade like I kept thinking about being in a big ass arcade room hmm something about the music I don't know why interesting was there kind of like a electronic vibe about it maybe that lent itself to that? Yeah, there's a certain glossy layered aspect combined with it being one dynamic the whole way through mm. and very repetitive. Um, yeah. The vocal delivery was very like overproduced. It was, yeah, the and whole like, song was very like produced. Non human sounding. Yeah. Um,. The one thing I will say about a lot of, like, K-pop and a lot of... Yeah, I would say a lot of K-pop in general is that, like, there's a very specific way that, like, their music and their that their vocals are treated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was definitely, like, like, ex- like exhibit A of, like, how a K-pop song is produced. Because, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, like, the... It was almost hard to tell that there were different singers in the band, because, like, there are, there's, like, five of them, and they all sing. I could not tell there was more than one, like, lead vocalist. Right. I couldn't either. Um, which... this is, like, modern-day Backstreet Boys. Yeah, basically, basically. It's modern-day Korean Backstreet Boys. Uh, which, you know, I don't know if that is a detriment to it or not, to say that they all sound similar to each other. I guess if you're trying to pick out, like, you know, your favorite one out of BTS, it's kind of hard because they all do sound very similar. <laughs> you know chicks are doing that. And dudes. I mean, I don't want to discriminate here. There's the one with the... with the <clears throat> Who's your favorite with the, I, with the icy tips. What was that? Who's your favorite beetle? My favorite beetle. Oh, shit. That's fucking hard, dude. I think my favorite was always Paul. Because he was always kind of like the weirdo. But he also, like... I mean, the fact that you could play bass and sing, that was, that's pretty baller. When I was younger, I liked Paul. Yeah. And then I grew into liking John the most. I was going to say, I could see you liking John. But, like, there's a number of stories about him, his personal life, that are kind of troubling. Yeah. That makes me kind of revert more back to Paul. Yeah. He was the original right. dude that said that they were bigger than Jesus. That was him. Yeah. He said... Well, it's... Yeah. That didn't bother me, though. Yeah? No. I was more bothered by, like... Like <clears throat> his abuse allegations and... Yeah, like... Yeah. My my dad has this friend, Josie. 
mm-hmm. and she's like this old woman from England that was married to a famous person and was like therefore met and hung out with a bunch of famous musicians. Oh, okay, got it. And like John was one of the people that she would hang out with in the seventies, which mm-hmm. is insane. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. But um, man. like, I fuck. I probably still like John the most, but. The run, like, basically, she said he was super nice, awesome guy, but when he drank, he got really angry and abusive. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, but he was, I'm sure he was, like, deeply troubled from his, from childhood things, but... I'm sure. But, yeah. Like, there's certain abusive things that she, would, like, mentioned when he was drinking that... Oh, okay. Like, not cool, but... Damn. But, uh, I, I still love him. You know, yeah. I still think he's a great songwriter. Yeah, you know it's funny. I think <clears throat> that growing up, uh, Paul was my favorite, but now that I'm older, I actually think Ringo is my favorite. Yeah, Ringo's really chill. He's he's so chill, and he's definitely like the most like underappreciated of the Beatles. The uh, yeah, just look at any of the like more abstract drum parts, um, like the drum part for um, for Come Together. That drum part is super fucking weird, but it fits so perfectly with, like, what's happening in the song. Yeah. Like, who else would have thought to do that? <laughs> like... Yeah, someone else would play, like, a stupid regular times beat or whatever. Or they'd try to fill it in with, like, you know, some fucking, like, cymbals or, like, some other shit. Yeah. But he was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do a roll down the toms, and that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, because that's, like, the perfect thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think, I think, like, people who give Ringo shit, I think that they don't really understand, like, his value in the band. Um, I mean, if you're gonna compare him to, like, fucking, you know, uh, like, Dave Lombardo or something, it's like... No. Right, like, they, like, Dave Lombardo is a, is a speed metal drummer, so, like, obviously he's gonna have a different skill set. It's just different standards. Yeah. Like, I was watching a video of Gary Clark Jr. Oh, yeah, dude. And, yeah, it's like the, there's like those technician shredders that want to shit on him because they're jealous that he's, <laughs> like, well-renowned by a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, makes more money than they do at music. <laughs> so, like, they're jealous. That's true. So they want to shit on him, and they're like, oh, you know. He, like, never shreds. Like, so, like he's not even that good and he can't he's like messes up and blah like they try to add, basically the, the crux of it is like he's not technically um like he's not showing up some sort of tech, technical proficiency and accuracy right. which is ridiculous cause it's like if you listen to him play there's it's like an insane amount of just imagine like emotion and, mm-hmm. and imagination and like just presence to his yeah. playing like he's one of my favorite guitarists out right now yeah and it's the same with people I would I would imagine it's the same with people that give Ringo shit it's like they just want to be they want validated for their technical slash you know uh just accuracy difficult level of you know completing something right whereas that's not what he's about he's about like totally serving the feeling and emotion emotion of the song yeah i mean it's like comparing him with like mike portnoy it's like they're totally different drummers and totally different styles and totally different genres um but they both are really good it's just that ringo 
yeah, was just a different, he had a different method. And that worked for him. Also, like, I don't know, dude just seems chill as fuck, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah, he seems like the most easy to just hang with. Yeah, and he has the all-star band now, and he's just hanging out. Um, and his son is and his son is Zach Starkey, who plays with The Who now, so that's pretty cool. You know, I think Ringo's got a good thing going. Gotta give him props. Um, anyway. I will say, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I that? will say... The Beatle breakup was inevitable. Yes. But it was still a tragedy. Yes. Because they made each other better. In my opinion, in my opinion, they totally brought out and collectively made beautiful things. Absolutely. And they made beautiful things after they split, but I feel like it would have been better just for the world if they if they would have continued to create together. Yeah. But... In another way, that's just how life is. Like, beautiful things sometimes end, and it's sad, but that's life. Yeah. I mean, personally, I've always been a a proponent of the Beatles ended exactly when they needed to, you know? Because they they had just done Let It Be, and that's a great record, and there's a lot of amazing songs on it. Yeah. And I felt like... It seemed like, like even on the recording, you you could tell that things are getting a little more angular and, like, a little more uptight. So you can tell that, like, them working together was getting more difficult. And I think, you know, that's a perfectly fine way to send off the Beatles, because they, they had already done so much. They'd already right. made so much great music. It's sort of like, the one night, the one benefit is that it's the the idea of leaving the audience wanting more. Like, they, they ended before they had to. Right. So it's like, it, it, it gives more mystique and, like, higher platform to them. Because they never went to a place where it was like, oh, okay, this is just a shtick, and they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not doing great things anymore. Yeah. They're not like Kiss. Um. Yeah, or like Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. Although, I will say, Rolling Stones has had some pretty solid material in their, in their latter years. Uh, not nearly as much that's good. I personally am, like, secretly a big fan of Bridges to Babylon. Okay. Um, that album that has uh, Anybody Seen My Baby on it. Like, I personally think that's a pretty solid-ass record. Um, have I listened to anything after that? No. But that album came out in, like, uh, like 2004. Okay. And, like, I think it's pretty fucking solid. So, <laughs> you know? But I think that... Anyone who says that Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles, I think that's bullshit. Mm -mm. I think that having Yoko Ono there probably didn't help, but it was a thing that was For sure, I think she was a factor, but I don't think she was the main factor. Absolutely, yeah. Well, because there was was tensions between uh, Paul and John, and, you know, George was kind of becoming more, like, disinterested and kind of, like, like, distanced from the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, personally, I I can't even imagine the Beatles having made another record, you know, because I have no idea what it would have sounded like. Because, like, Paul, like, went to do, um, oh, shit, what are Yeah, he went to do The Wings, and, like, Band on the Run, like, that, like, that album and that song are fucking great, but they are nothing like the Beatles at all. No. 
I would say I probably like John like solo material I like John's the most like post Beatles really yeah oh dude more than Wings you like Wings more yeah dude <laughs> I do um but that's just me no I like John's more really well there's like a couple great fucking records I'll admit that I'll admit that I am not super well versed on John's solo material but from what I had heard I was like this isn't really my thing mm-hmm. um, and from Paul's I was like oh yeah this is fucking great I'm, I can get down to this I'm kind of similar I haven't I, sh- I have not heard as much Wings as I should Wings are could. Wings are solid um, oh shit I'm trying to oh yeah well one of the most beautiful songs though Really, like if you haven't heard it, "The Beautiful Boy" by John Lennon. I have heard that song. It's beautiful. It's like one of those beautiful songs I've ever heard. That is a good song. I like that one. It's beautiful. Yeah. Maybe I need to re-listen to it. I think the only times I've heard it are like in spots where I didn't get to think about it that much. Give it the proper listen it deserves. Um. So rank. Oh yeah, rank. Okay, let's do one, this. One boot up. Two. This Blam. is America. Blam. Three. What was that called? Is <laughs> <laughs> it the Drake one? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And then four, this one. Fake love. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to agree with you, except for the last two. Let's switch them. So for me, number one was Buddha, Obvi. Number two was This Is America. Uh... <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> You're so hip, Seth. It's pretty obvious <laughs> to so me, hip. bruh. Um, yeah, number two is this America. Uh, just because I think that, you know, again, I'm not really the right person to even be talking about the themes of this America. I get that, but I think that given the situation we're in, I'm going to place it second because I just liked boot up so much. Um, anyway, outside of the, the, outside of that hot take, uh, number three to me was fake love. Number four was yes, indeed. Cause I felt like yes, indeed was more musical wallpaper (laughs) than fake love was. How dare you? (laughs) But when I call something musical wallpaper, I call it something where like, if I'm in a club and it comes out, I'll be like, cool. But, like, would I listen to it actively? Probably not. <laughs> Probably never. Now, wh- do I disagree with you that fake love is also musical wallpaper? No. <laughs> but. One is more than the other. I would say to me, yes, indeed, felt more like background music than than the BTS song. I think if the BTS song came on, I could I could see myself possibly singing along to the, the chorus but if Yes Indeed came on I'd be like alright sweet that guy sounds like a baby cool let's fucking rock out that'd be my impression <clears throat> okay whatever, I'm, whatever you say but like that's just that's just like my, my opinion, opinion man <laughs> you know that's just like uh, your opinion uh, there was man. a brief time where like almost every week we would go to the bar after this and I would get a white Russian mhm I remember those times. They were fun times. Those were fun times. I saw that movie, Big Lebowski on the big screen. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, you, you did that kind of recently, right? Like a month ago? Yeah, it was a few months ago. It was awesome. That sounds awesome. Also, I forgot to give the shout-out. Seth was in Nashville. Woo! 
Nashville is a film I thought I very much enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Watch the film Nashville, directed by Robert Ullman. Cool. I still need to watch that, actually. I, I, I loved it. Maybe you would enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think that you mentioned it to me, and I never followed up on it because I got too busy, but I will definitely yeah. definitely watch it. Yeah, I watched it like a month or two ago, and I fucking loved it. Nice. Ooh, there was a movie I watched on the plane. Oh, yeah. Shit. I'm trying to think of I what I watch movies sometimes. Well, I definitely watched Black Panther on the, plane? On the way back, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yep, this movie's still fucking dope. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, excuse you. Um, yeah, just everyone is so good in that movie. Um, shit, what other movie did I see? Um, Austin Powers? No. I unfo- watched that Unfortunately. Playing ones. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, no, you know what I watched? Uh, oh, shit, what is it? Okay, okay, okay. It's got... It's, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. It's a Western. Deliver it. No, not Deliverance. Uh, shit, what is it called? God damn it. Uh. I wouldn't know. Uh, it's Clint Eastwood and Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is like this asshole sheriff. Wait, is it a comedy? No, it's it's definitely a drama. Wait, no, no, no. no it's I'm got sorry. Morgan Freeman in it, too. I'm sorry, no. I'm thinking of another Gene. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, and Gene Hackman. I'm thinking of the Willy Wonka Gene. <laughs> Oh, Gene Wilder. You're thinking yeah. Gene Wilder. He was I, also in a comedy western. I fucking love Gene Wilder. I was actually just re-watching clips from, Wall- from Willy Wonka today and was like, God damn it, I miss Gene Wilder so much. Um, he was married to Gilda Radner. Was he? Who died of cervical or some sort of cancer down there. Oh, man. That's too bad. Beautiful soul. She yeah. was on SNL. Great comedian. That's awesome. <laughs> Damn it, now I'm getting all misty over, over shit. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a Clint Eastwood. Well, I probably have, but I just don't remember. Oh, it's called Unforgiven. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a great one. It's fucking great movie, it's dude. It's a great movie. It's so good. It's literally about, like, how Clint Eastwood is, like, now a pacifist. Because he was just, like, this fucking badass all-star dude. I need to watch that. And Gene Hackman is this asshole sheriff that is, like, constantly getting in trouble with him. Um, and he, like... And Clint Eastwood has this, like, young kid with him who's trying to prove himself. And they're, like, out on the road and, like, investigating these murders. And, like, Morgan Freeman is their buddy that comes along. Mm. It's so good, dude. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard great things. I need to watch that. And then <clears throat> I've only seen parts of his most famous one, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, yeah. That's course. his most famous one, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But, yeah, I'm like... There's, like, certain cultural gaps in my life that... That's one of them. I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly... Wait, did you say you have seen it or you haven't? No, just clips of it. Oh, dude. It's long, I think. It's it's long, but it's not un- unbearable. It's, like, two and a half hours, I think. Oh, okay, that's not that long. Yeah. Um, dude, it's so, it's so good. You have to see it. Um, yeah, it's just a great movie. I really want to watch Unforgiven. Unforgiven is also amazing. But... That reminds me, I have two DVDs I rented from the library that I'm, like, so excited to watch. Yeah, what are they? to watch. Um, one is a River Phoenix film called My Own Private Idaho. Oh, yeah, dude. That's a, that's a good movie. Never seen it. It's great. Um, the other one is a Winona Ryder film. <laughs> called Beetlejuice? <laughs> no, I want to watch that. I want to watch that again. It's though. so good. Yeah, I want to watch that again. But, um, no, it's called Reality Bites. 
Oh yeah, dude. Um, it's this yeah. is uh, both films were sparked by like I was listening to NPR and Ethan Hawke was talking about his new film, First Reformed, which oh, cool. was amazing. I loved that movie, First Reformed, great film. Cool. Um, but he mentioned My Own Private Idaho with River Phoenix, and Sweet. I was like, I've never really seen like River as an adult act. Yeah, and it's then, really good. And then like just without me explaining, I was researching <laughs> things related to Winona. And um, she's in that with Ethan Hawke, so... Yeah. Writes, yeah. You know, Ethan Hawke has had a very interesting <clears throat> film career. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we'll get into that a later date. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, as always. You guys are the best. And uh, we will be back next week for more exciting Top Voice coverage. So, I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And you're the best. Thank you so much. See you in the next one. Cheers, guys. And gals. Bye. 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 Bye.